Welcome to another episode of B-School, a living case study in aligned action. I'm your host, Taylor Elise Morrison, speaker, facilitator, and founder of Inner Workout. B-School is a personal development podcast for collective change. So join me in becoming a student of yourself and the world around you. Let's get studying. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of B-School. I'm seriously so grateful that you're here. It's still incredible to me that I'm sitting in my in-law's basement right now recording and there are people who are on the other end who are listening. So thanks for being here. If anything from today's episode resonates with you, I'd so appreciate it if you would share it with a friend, share it on stories, take a second to read and review. It gives me an idea of what episodes are interesting to you and also helps more people find the show. So today's episode is all about how to deal with a bad day. And I don't know if this could be any more timely, right? We're in 2020, which has been such a heavy year. I was brainstorming and I was just writing all the reasons why 2020 has been weird and where to start. So COVID-19, obviously, which has meant so many change plans, canceled things. Like I was supposed to get to go to a really cool work trip to Portugal this year. That didn't happen. People who were supposed to get married or go on these once-in-a-lifetime trips that they'd planned, they aren't happening anymore. There's the massive unemployment that's happened as a result of COVID. There are the Black Lives Matter uprisings and the really poignant, I think that's the word I want to use, emotional toll that it takes, especially on Black folks, things that have happened in Beirut, the election, and that's a whole other, I'm just going to say the election because then I'll go off on another tangent that this episode is not about, the isolation that's come with COVID, um, uprisings in Hong Kong, internment camps in China, so many natural disasters. I could keep going, but I will spare you. Generally, this is a somewhat uplifting podcast, so I don't want to plunge you into the depths of despair. But all of those things that I just listed are realities of 2020, and that's not even getting into what's happening in your daily lives. It's not including the stubbed toes it's not including the hormones. It's not including a snide email from a client or a coworker. Your own personal fears about not just this year, but about life. That the things that I listed before don't even get at your day to day experience. And we know that bad days they're they happen. They're a fact of life. But the landscape of this year can make the bad days come more frequently, and also just make the the bad days feel like they're kicking you while you're down. Like 2020 is already kind of a downer year. And then a bad day comes and it feels like even more of a sucker punch. I've been having a good amount of bad days. There's been some incredible things that have happened in 2020 where I'm like, wow, I did not imagine that this would happen in this timing, in this context. And then there have been some days where I don't even know how I was able to get anything done because I felt crappy and the world felt horrible. And yeah, 
it was hard. It was really, really hard. And so I just wanted to share some tools, some things that you can do if you're noticing that you're, you feel like you're going to have a bad day, you're noticing that you're in the midst of a bad day. These are some things that I would offer to you. The first thing is just to acknowledge that it is just a day. This is a Pinteresty quote, and I saw it also attributed to Johnny Depp, but I'm going to go with attributing it to this woman, Mary Englebright, who said, it's just a bad day, not a bad life. And I definitely fall into the trap of feeling like, okay, everything is awful. Everything sucks. It's not just this day. My life is horrible. What am I doing with my life? Did I make all the wrong decisions? Did I ruin my life by quitting my job? Did I marry the right person? Blah, blah. Like I can, I can spiral with the best of them. And so when I can remind myself that it's just a bad day, my life isn't the worst life in the world, it can help me face the rest of the day differently and say, yes, this sucks. This is a really crappy situation. I am not loving this. And also, it's just today. There is still a lot of really great things in my life. And sometimes that pairs really nicely with taking a moment to practice a little gratitude and acknowledge the nice things in your life. I'm normally the top four things are always Matt, my dog, my family, my friends. And then from there, I can be like, and I have a roof over my head and I got to eat one of my favorite meals today or whatever it is. And it's not meant to say, oh yeah, everything's great now and kind of spiritually bypass myself, but to learn how to hold those two things of a lot of things in the world and in my life can feel not great. And also there's a lot to be thankful for. And that simple reminder of, yes, today is a bad day, a bad day, not a bad life can do a lot in changing how you approach the rest of your day. The second thing that I want to recommend, and this is definitely one of my go-tos, is to check your cycle. So it's not a secret that I love talking about periods. I love being aware of where I'm at in my cycle, but that doesn't mean I'm like obsessively checking my app. I don't go into them every single day. I just generally know like, okay, around this time, like right now, as I'm recording, I'm menstruating. And then after that, okay, I'm going into this phase and then this. So I'm, I'm just kind of aware of where I'm at. But if I have a day where something particularly feels off, I'll open up my apps. I normally use MyFlow and Eve. Eve, I, I've mentioned this before, I really like their cycle scopes. I don't recommend tracking stuff in there because I don't trust how they use your data. So I literally just use it to look at what phase I'm at in my cycle and get the cycle scope. And so I can see, okay, right now my progesterone and my estrogen and whatever, they're all doing this right now. Oh, that makes sense. So of course I would feel this way. Of course I would feel a little bit more on edge or a little bit more emotional or a little bit more tender because I've got all these hormonal things that are happening beneath the surface. And so it makes me realize like, yep, this isn't just me. It's not just in my head. There are these other factors at play. And now I have language to, I guess, 
to address them, to describe them. The next thing that I do when I'm having a bad day and I recommend that you try to do is evaluate what actually has to get done. And this is hard for me and it might be hard for you too because I'm an Enneagram 3. I like to get things done. You look at my strengths finders. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. And we're societally conditioned to be workhorses and to work, work, work and to do that often to our own detriment which is why I feel so honored that I get to work in the spaces of personal development and self-care because I get tools to challenge that belief. But as always, I want to be clear, it's not easy for me to say, okay, I'm having a bad day, peace out, take a break. It's something I'm working on. And so I invite you to evaluate what are the things that actually have to get done. Christine Miserandino, she created this thing called spoon theory that is often for people who have mental illness or some type of invisible illness. She personally has lupus. And she talked about spoon theory, which is how many spoons do you wake up with? If spoons are about like your energy that you have for the day, and you might have a 10 spoon day where you can like do the most intense workout and you can knock out your work and have more energy to give. And it's like, you're like superwoman in that day. And then you might have a day where you have two spoons and you just do not have a lot to give. It's harder for you to concentrate. It's harder for you to physically give the energy that it would take to get your tasks done. And what I really love about that is that visual representation where I can check in and think, okay, how many spoons do I actually have? And then from there, if I'm realizing that my energy supply is a little bit lower, then maybe some things get swept off my list for the day. And that's okay. One of the big things that I've realized in 2020 is how arbitrary deadlines are. There's something to be said about having a deadline because it gives you something to work towards or gives you motivation. But I also think it's really helpful to be honest and to say, okay, yeah, Deadlines are great, and also this is just a date that I put on the calendar. More often than not, in my experience, you can shift around a deadline and still accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. So on a bad day, see what has to get done. Maybe you can send that email tomorrow. Maybe you can spend the time that you thought you were going to do on a project. Maybe that's something that you can push back to later in the week. Be really honest about yourself and just ask, okay, if I don't do this today, what's going to happen? And then honestly answer that question. And a lot of times the results aren't anywhere near as catastrophic as you would think that they would be. So if you're having a hard day, see what has to absolutely get done today. Get those things done and then rest. And as I say this, I still feel a little bit cringy because it's hard. It really is hard when theoretically there are more hours in the day and there are more things that you could be doing, but there's always something that you could be doing. And really, depending on what your bad day looks like, maybe it's not the best day for you to be responding to emails because you're not going to be able to respond to them with kindness or with compassion. Or maybe it's not the best day for you to be creative because you're feeling like you can't focus. So not only is pulling back on your tasks for the day something that allows you space to care for yourself, 
but it also probably allows you to execute that task at a higher level. The next thing that I recommend is to call in support. Since we're working from home, and by we, I mean me and my husband, Matt, I try to tell him when I'm having an off day. And I'd like to paint this picture where it's like, yes, I woke up this morning, babe, not feeling so hot today. Here's your heads up. But normally I'm like on a rampage and I'm upset about whatever someone said on Twitter or what I read or this email that someone sent me and I'm just coming in hot. And sometimes, honestly, I take it out on Matt. And then I realize, oh, I'm having a bad day. Something is going on here. I'm not exactly proud of how I'm treating you. And then I can give him the heads up. And then by then I probably checked and I can see, oh, I'm in my luteal phase. Didn't realize I slipped into my luteal phase. And I can tell Matt and he's able to know that I need a little extra grace and support that day. Now, I'm not saying it's ever an excuse for poor behavior on my part or on your part if you're having a bad day. We all have bad days. We still have to treat people like they are human beings. So that's not what I'm talking about. But as you start to be more aware of, oh, I'm having an off day, not feeling great today, when you can tell people, they can support you. And Matt often has like this wisdom from having seen me at this point for almost 10 years of knowing exactly how he can support me. And sometimes that's just giving me an extra hug or sometimes that's giving me more space or a pep talk. And so when you can start to let people in and say, yeah, this is a little bit of an off day, you might be pleasantly surprised with how they can come and help you navigate the rest of that day. My next piece of advice is for you to get out of your head. Because so many of us are working from home right now, it's this weird mixture of everything blurring together, right? Like you wake up and depending on how much differentiated space you have where you live, you might feel like you're waking up in your office and you have some time before work or you're super busy and you're working right away and then you're working all day and then you're off work, but you still kind of feel like you should be working, right? And then when you have a bad day, that kind of compounds it even more. It can feel like the walls are closing in and maybe you're nodding your head while listening to this or maybe you're like, wow, Taylor's super weird. And I don't relate to what she's saying in that case. I'll just share what works for me personally, which is to get out of my head by sometimes it's taking a walk, just being like, okay, Blue, we're going for a walk or physically just moving to a different spot. I'm really fortunate in that I've been living with my in-laws for however many months it's been since March right now. And part of the reason we chose to do that and we realize it's a big privilege that we get to do that is so that there could be more space. And right now I'm recording in the basement. I spend a lot of time working outside. Sometimes I work in the dining room. Sometimes I work from bed. And so if I'm just feeling like, well, that's the best word I can use to describe it about the work that I'm doing and about my day, sometimes moving places is helpful. Sometimes moving my body, taking a walk is really helpful. Sometimes it's just switching tasks and saying, okay, I am so frustrated about 
doing whatever this is right now. I'm so frustrated about everything I need to do to create this content plan or me trying to brainstorm podcast ideas just isn't working and I feel like I'm banging my head against the wall and it's making my bad day worse. What if I did something else instead? What if I responded to emails or what if I popped into the inner workout community? What is something that I could do that could maybe use a different part of my brain that could tap into something that I normally find enjoyable? And those examples that I gave are still work. Sometimes you do something that's not work at all. Draw something, make a lunch that's a little bit fancier than you normally make, do something where you're able to get out of whatever you're feeling stuck in to create some new possibilities within a bad day. And you can also just take a nap. I'm a big fan of taking naps normally on the weekends, but sometimes I do it during the week too. It doesn't have to be long to be effective. There's a lot of really good research on naps. Again, I'm pretty fortunate in that I most days don't have to set an alarm. And so I trust my body to wake me up. I do the same things for naps. And so normally I only end up actually sleeping for maybe 15 to 20 minutes. I'm maybe in bed for 30 to 45 minutes, but that's normally enough for me to feel like I've got this this fresh start. So those are some things that you can do when you're having a bad day. These are things that help me when I'm having a bad day, which like I said, can feel like a lot more than usual in this really, really strange year. So I hope that some of these tools are helpful. And also, if you notice that you're having a string of bad days, you're having a week, three weeks, over a month of bad days, maybe you need to talk to someone and not just talk to your partner or talk to a friend. Maybe you need to talk to a psychologist or psychiatrist. So many of us are having exacerbated mental health issues. I already struggle with anxiety. I've noticed myself being more anxious. If you're prone to depression, it could be easier for you to get in a much more depressive state in this season. And even people who typically haven't struggled with mental illness, the game has changed, so to speak. We are in a whole new world. And so maybe it wouldn't cross your mind, oh yeah, maybe I need a therapist. Or maybe there's a medication that could support me that might be something that you need to put into your mix because bad days, yes, they happen. But if you if you do get to the point where it does really feel like you're having a bad life and not just a bad day here or there, there are people who are there to support you. So here's hoping that you don't have a bad day anytime soon. But if you do, I hope you can try one of these tools and that hopefully it serves you. I also want to give you a heads up that I am going to be on a panel at the Financial Diets event that's coming up in October called The Big Reset. There's going to be a whole bunch of folks talking about topics ranging from financial health to mental health, and I'm excited to be a part of it. It's only $29, so if you're interested in getting a ticket, I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and I will be back in your earbuds next week. Thanks to Andres Rodriguez for the intro and outro music. 
You can keep in touch with me on Instagram at Taylor Elise Morrison. Elise is E-L-Y-S-E. And check out the resources on my website at taylorelise.com. 